0: Welcome to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffitt, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have time to watch lengthy webinars or professional development. So we share 20 minute tidbits with takeaways you can use to support you in this profession in a healthy way. And today I'm very excited. We have Tucker Rother, Ro, Ro, Rother, Tucker Rother, Rother. if get this right. Okay, there we go. <laughs> um, and what I'm excited about having him here today is because he's had a very unique experience. And some of you are going to really relate to his experience. So stay tuned and find out. Um, but very different than those in my generation and even those who've taught for 10 or more years. Because Tucker's in his third year as a band director, which you know what that means. He started teaching beginning band online and had to do the whole welcome to high school or welcome to teaching here's a zoom link and yeah how weird even a student teaching so he's going to talk about this and and really have some cool stuff to tell us he's uh currently the director of bands at queen creek high school and the former director of bands at american leadership academy and tri-county north local schools so he's got first year in a new school this year um three years of teaching and a whole variety of experiences and he he and i were chatting and he's got a bunch of strategies he's going to share with us and some some perspective um because His goal doing this is he wants to do this band directing gig for a long time. So at his beginning of his career, he is intentionally setting himself up so he doesn't have to write a book about a job killing him because he's going to be smarter than that. So this is what I wish I had had 30 some years ago. Tucker, welcome aboard.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited; such a fan.
0: So, tell us a little bit of your background. I know some your uh, high school music teacher was a big influence, but so yeah. how yeah. come you're so, doing this?
1: I grew up in a super small town called Lewisburg, Ohio. It's a one stoplight town, um, but one of the things that really kind of developed my passion for music education at an early age was my high school band director, Tara Maniachi, and her influence that she had over myself and my career. Um, and then I was fortunate enough, as I was in college, um, where she was a mentor for me, and she allowed me to come be her assistant through college. So I could learn very early because she was a firm believer in you can um, you can practice all of the homework, you can do all of that stuff, you can be a really good textbook band director, but what matters is what happens when you get on the podium. Um, So she, you know, she did it. She did it the hard way. It was tough love. She threw me out and, you know, tried to see if I could sink or swim. And I think, fortunately, I was lucky enough to swim. And then I graduated um, right in the middle of the pandemic uh, when it was kind of at its, its full swing and got a job, moved across the country to Arizona. And it's been off to the
0: races ever since. So you started teaching... You talked about going on the podium, but you actually started your first year online.
1: Yeah. So, uh, well, I started my student teaching in a kind of a a hybrid online in-person. So some days were in-person, some days were online. It was the craziest schedule. So it was like anything that you got accomplished within that rehearsal was really hard to be retained when you're trying to keep the retention on a computer screen, especially when that involves fifth graders oh my and God. sixth graders and teaching beginning band online. It was uh, it was a unique experience.
0: I know there's a special place in heaven for anyone that had to do that. Um, <laughs> and I had taught high school until this year, and now I'm in middle school. And so my eighth graders were the kids that started online. And I got to say a shout out to all you directors that did that, because I don't know if I could have done that and instilled a love for playing an instrument when they're sitting in their houses by themselves, making god yeah. awful sounds, not knowing if it's really mm-hmm. great. Um, and so those kids that have stuck with it, um, what a remarkable group.
1: Yeah, when they had to, you know, cut holes in their face masks to put their (laughs) mouthpiece in and there were bell covers and you were ordering these special musician, you know, face masks on Amazon. It was a... It was unique.
0: If my music budget could be the equivalent of, to what we spent <laughs> on those absorbent pads that we still have eight billion of, yeah. If I could, if I could put those on <laughs> Amazon or resell them on eBay, I would never have to fundraise again. But my God, oh, if, oh. my gosh! Oh, I
1: took a group to Disneyland with the face masks while they ha- and the day that we got there, we were getting all the face masks out. And then the the sweet lady comes up and she's like, "Oh, we just got rid of that policy today." So we spent a ton of money on face masks for Disney that we never use. Uh, good times,
0: yes. huh? Good times. So
1: good times.
0: So, <laughs> so being in a classroom now full time, you know, and doing yes. this. Um, talk to us about what the what, what are some things that you want to put out there for folks that are just getting started to like prioritizing and some of those tips that we've talked about
1: Yeah. So one good thing that came from the pandemic was how we can incorporate music and technology together. Right. Tools like smart music, um, sight reading factory, you know, rhythm books, all of those wonderful things are now tools that we might not have used before the pandemic. But now a lot of us are using them after. Right. There's a ton of cool tools that we have at our disposal that we can still incorporate, even if we're in the classroom every day. Um, so I'm really big on trying to, to be efficient with our time because this job takes up a lot of our time and it takes up a lot of our energy. So any things that we can do to be efficient in that, I think are, are beneficial.
0: Yeah. I've discovered chat GPT. I've been obsessed yep. with it since it came out in December it's and funny. I've done a lot of trainings on that. It's like, if the goal is to get a certain task done and you can do it in, a, in, 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 Way less time. Why wouldn't you? It's sort of like if you watched a kid struggle playing their instrument, you knew there was an alternate fingering it could use, and you didn't tell them. You'd be kind of an asshole, right? You'd be like, "I know." (laughs) So why? Yeah. Why don't we just tell? And things like I'm teaching AP
1: Theory this year. Resources that they have to help you develop questions and answer responses and help with harmonic dictation. So we're not sitting there for two hours trying to create a harmonic dictation exercise. That we want the kids to spend 15 minutes on, mm-hmm. so just little things like that—it's—it's it's amazing. Chat GPT is wonderful
0: right and used correctly right you still want correct, to, yes, yeah. you and don't to put student, to. student information in there don't go put no, student ever. names and ID numbers in it ever. but you can yeah but yeah when used correctly so yeah using technology and I'm 58 years old and I would not have if we had not had the pandemic honestly I wouldn't be doing a lot of what I'm doing now right. but technology became such a tool for facilitating oh. my doing my job faster that's why I can oh, do yeah. a podcast as a side hustle now because exactly I've got more time because I'm yeah. yeah the tools. so you're right technology so we got to keep up with technology go for it give me another
1: Pointer. Um, so another point is, and one thing that you kind of talked about in the introduction is creating balance and priority within what we do, because it is huge that we understand that this is a marathon and not a sprint, right? The goal is to be doing this for a really long time, and, and I'm really passionate about it. But one of the things that uh, Tara and a couple of my other mentors like Kirsten showers and Susan Chambers taught me really early is that we have to have balance. Balance is extremely important. We are human beings too. We need to make sure we're filling up our cup. We need to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves, prioritizing ourselves in our own need. And I think a lot of people, especially younger band directors, when we have energy and we're super excited to get started and all of that stuff, just want to run, run to our building and just live there and just spend all the time thinking about all the ways that we can decorate and organize and prioritize and things that we're going to do five years from now. And, you know, festival pieces that we're trying to plan for three years from now, when we know our low brass section is going to be great, you know, it's okay to take a little bit of time off. It's okay to do nothing every now and then, you know, I try to make sure that when I am at work, I'm extremely efficient that I'm getting everything done, going through the checklist, spreadsheets, organizing, doing all of those things that I need to do. But then once I get to a certain point and I know that, you know, the next couple of weeks are going to be OK, then it's OK to go home. You know, it's OK to go home and lay on the couch and binge Netflix and chill with your dog. You know, like it's OK. We have to relax and we have to take time for ourselves and and what we need and what we want.
0: You know, I'd venture to say it's not just okay, but it's essential. Yes, right. Like it's okay to stop and put gas in your car. Yes, even when you don't need it, but it's essential before it gets to run out, or you're gonna have a heck of a time. So, yeah, it's not. Oh, they're selfish. No, Mm -mm. no.
1: Well, even think about our eating habits during marching band season. Most band directors will tell you that during marching band season, it is a run to the drive through because that's all we have time for. Thankfully out West, we have salad and go. So that makes life a little bit easier. So you're not eating McDonald's all the time, but just taking care of ourselves and our bodies and our minds are so important to being able to do this job for a
0: really long time. Yeah. And it's a great gig. I mean, you're 36 and it's like, what joy. I just, I want to see people like you to be able yeah. to go. So I'm so happy that, that I think you younger kids are a lot. Sorry, I shouldn't call you a kid, but you're, <laughs> no, okay. you're the age of my youngest daughter. But but <laughs> you, know, you younger folks are much wiser than we were back then. I think it became more talked about because of the pandemic to talk about right. mental health and destigmatize it. Just like we destigmatize yes. broken legs. No big deal. Right. Um, we just get you help and we get the help we need and then we go back if we need more. Um, right. So, But you guys are thinking that um, much more than we did and I hope that people are really taking this to heart so that I they can, so. yeah, because I know what it's like when you don't and I know the breakdowns right. and I know the physical yeah. and I, and when you get so bad that you're missing school for months at a time, literally, you're not a very good teacher then because you can't be Yeah. to teach. And so no, it's really and we, self-defeating.
1: We hear the horror stories. Like they go through college telling you, you know, like that it's a hard job and I think First of all, music school is so underrated in the capacity that you have to spend and your ensembles are only one credit, but you're spending a million hours a week there in rehearsal. So just those kinds of balancing tools so that we don't get burnout and we don't lose our passion for why we're in, like, and the reason why we're in this job in the first place is so crucial.
0: Yeah. And you lose your passion when you lose, when, when that momentum stops or you're sick all the time. It's just, uh, and that broke my heart when I got to that point, it's like, I just don't have the energy to keep doing it. And right. so I knew I had to either quit something that was my whole life or figure stuff out. And I had to take a hard, it was hard to get back on the track and yeah. cause I had never really been on the healthy track. And so huh. to get on that track was way harder when I was in huh. my fifties than it is when you're starting there and you can stay on that path. Right. And just well, yeah.
1: and especially when when you're building a program and working at the small schools and and trying to to build up the traditions and reputations and all of those things that we care so much about, um, kind of it can consume you and it can be all consuming to the point where you're like, I have to do this. I have to do this or um, it, and it just gets to the point where it becomes almost unhealthy because you're losing yourself that too. Like, yes, it's important to build a program. It's important to make sure that you're creating a standard of excellence, but there still has to be some you, there still has to be something left when you close the band room doors, when you close the auditorium doors and you go home, what's left for you.
0: And, And it's really important. And a lot of us, I got to a point where I didn't know, even though I had a whole family. And I was like, yeah, my whole identity was just wrapped up in that. Right. A little unhealthy. Yeah, well, we saw where that got me. But, <laughs> hey, before we get to the final uh, couple questions yeah. or, or stick, uh, comments here, I just want to invite our listeners to take a minute um, and think about how you can put a lot of these things we talk about during the podcast into practical applications in your own life. Welcome Band Director Bootcamp listeners. If you're feeling a bit burnt out and are ready for support and accountability partners in your wellness and productivity, we have an amazing opportunity for you. Join our 90-day virtual bootcamp, a community initiative designed for busy band directors like you who love their job but seek a more sustainable approach. We'll meet weekly, discuss your wellness goals, and develop strategies to help you achieve them. We'll tackle productivity hacks and fine-tuned systems for the upcoming school year. With 35 years of experience, I've got some tricks and tips up my sleeve that I can't wait to share. So as we move into a new season of our lives, if you want to feel empowered and supported by like-minded individuals, this is your chance. Reach out to me at banddirectorbootcamp.com or click on the link in our show notes to schedule a 15-minute call. Let's ensure this is the right fit for you. Get you signed up and embark on this wellness journey together. Because together we rise. All right, we are back with Tucker um who is here talking to us about um, strategies for starting off your band directing career on the right foot if you will but we all know for marching we start with our left right on the yard line uh, <laughs> right. but uh, a little pun intended and uh uh tucker we got just a couple minutes left here so um i love what you're doing can you give us one or two more of these thoughts that you've got to uh have have us thinking about as we balance the best we can this busy yeah. night?
1: Yeah, as you're learning to balance, one of the things uh, that I like to talk about is is change because change is, is a very complicated process. If you're building a program, if you're coming into a more established program, change is inevitable. It's part of the it's it's part of the circle of life. It's one of those things that we go through in every aspect of our life and. It's important to talk to to yourselves about knowing that different doesn't mean less than. And as long as you have the priority of caring about the kids and giving them a strong um, foundation of the kind of people that they are and the kind of musicians that they want to be, I think you'll find yourself successful no matter what that looks like. We all take different roads and teach in different places and different atmospheres, different kids. But hopefully for all of us, if we love what we do, our goal is the same, that we're trying to make good people. We're trying to send good citizens out into the world.
0: Oh, that's the best takeaway I've heard in a long time. Different doesn't mean less than. Even though we're all given the same rubric, like we're all supposed to be the same on these things. Yeah. Um, we're not. We're every. Yeah, that's just beautiful because we all bring something to the table and I, I did it forever comparing myself to everybody else. Cause that's what was happening, right? You go to the festivals wow. and everybody else is comparing you. So you start uh-huh. doing it instead yep. of saying my program's different. I'm doing what's right for this location. And I finally, 30 years into it finally felt comfortable enough with that, yeah. but it took me a long time and you're so full of wisdom. She had
1: a a really awesome grandma, and I think that she is a huge source for that
0: for sure. Wow. Wow. So, you've also, um, through your just what you've talked about here, um, something that's obviously been very important to you is having other mentors and people who have guided you that you can go to. That's pretty valuable.
1: It is the most valuable thing. I have been so lucky with the most amazing mentors and I could name a whole giant list of people, Um, but people that were looking out for me, not necessarily right at that moment, But five years from now, 10 years from now, they can see what's happened to them and they're trying to watch out so that trying to protect me from all the things that we're inevitably going to face. We're all going to hit burnout. We're all going to struggle and we're all just going to have a hard time. Balancing, it's inevitable. It's the whole reason this podcast exists, right? Because balance, it, it, it's a thing and it's something we all struggle with. But they're giving me the tools so that I'm more prepared to handle those things. To kind of putting me a step ahead, which I'm so grateful for.
0: You know, you just made me think of something. <clears throat> balance has to be uh, flexible because sometimes yes. in the school year and in our lives, it looks different. Just right. like you don't always want you know more tuba and less of this but (laughs) sometimes most of the time you do but sometimes that switches when on different kinds of music and the balance needs to change and we have to adjust and I think that that in music we become so good at that we you know oh I'm playing an accompaniment part I back off or it's a supporting role or now it's a solo line and we adjust and we do that and we find the right balance as musicians we need to apply that in our lives don't we Like, this is a busy time of year at school. So I'm going to have to balance that out by maybe meal prepping on Sundays so that I can have the healthier choices because I know I'm going to be tired. But then when we get to a different time of year, things can be different. So it's fluid. It is.
1: All 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 aspects of our job are fluid. It's constantly changing. I don't know what I would do if I worked a nine to five. (laughs) Like I... I like, I don't know what I would do. Um, I I think I would get bored. But then on the, you know, the caveat is that is other people couldn't imagine working as much as we do all the time. So just creating that, that kind of sense of balance where, you know, it's, it's okay that. People get to go home at four o'clock every day um, and you might have to stay a little longer. But if we know that we can plan ahead to be more efficient with our time and more resourceful with our tools so that maybe we can find, you know, the, the perfect balance we're all searching for.
0: Such good stuff. Such yeah. good stuff, and I feel so hopeful when I talk to you and people like you who are at the beginning of this profession. Um, you know, my grandma was a music teacher, my dad was a band director, and I've done this for over 30 years. And so I see, you know, I want to see that the next generation has taken over, and you have just given me s- such joy talking to you, uh-huh. that, that you're time. out there, people like you. This is awesome. So thank I'm you. Sure. Thank you, Tucker, for being our guest today on Band Director Bootcamp. Thank you for and having me. I was thrilled too. And I want to thank all you listeners out there for making a difference every day in kids' lives through the magic of music education. The work you do matters, and so do you. Join us next time on Band Director Bootcamp for another episode of Productivity and Wellness Tips to make your life a little easier.